Welcome to episode 59 of Motivated AF with Katie Forbis. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Katie Forbis. And on this episode, I am getting real with you guys. Okay, I'm, I'm always real with you guys, I feel like. But on this episode, I'm getting really real with you guys. And I'm going to talk about some current things going on in my life and how we can kind of apply that to some things I have learned through that. Um, and this is being done kind of like old school Katie podcast where I'm just like doing this off the top of my head. Um, and a big reason for that is because I have been sick with what some people would call, uh, the Memphis crud or sinus allergy issues for getting close to two fucking weeks at this point. And it's driving me insane. My voice was just now, um, in the last day or so, even able to record a podcast and that sucks. So I am hoping I am out of the woods on this stuff and that I can get back to doing the podcasts and working out and not going into a massive coughing fit and coughing up crap and grossing everybody out in public. That's when I'll feel comfortable going in public. I am going to talk about some things that have happened and that are going on in my life. And we are going to talk about how I have gotten to the place where I finally feel fucking free to curse, among other things. And uh, you're thinking, Katie, you've felt fine with cursing, it seems like, for quite a while now. And that is true. But I kind of want to give you an origin behind that and uh, why it matters. So I hope you will stick around and listen to this episode. Let's get fucking started. I suppose I should tell you what this bitch is thinking. You'll find me in the studio and not in the kitchen. I won't be bragging about my cars or talking about my chains. No need to shake my ass for you because I've got a brain. If I told you about my sex life, you call me a slut. When boys be talking about their bitches, no one's making a fuss. There's a glass ceiling to break. Uh huh, there's money to make. And now it's time to speed it up because I can't move this pace. Sometimes it's hard to find the words to say. I'll go ahead and say them anyway. Forget your balls and grow a pair of tits. It's hard, it's hard, it's hard out here for a bit. Brene Brown said, do not think you can be brave with your life and your work and never disappoint anyone. It doesn't work that way. And boy, do I feel like that is the fucking truth. Um, on this episode, I really, I, I've told you guys in the intro that I have felt um, or I have been sick for close to two weeks now, just this sinus allergy cough stuff thing. So I've been in the house and I've kind of had to not go anywhere, haven't been able to work out, which is driving me insane. So it's kept me in the house, kind of getting a little bit of cabin fever, all that kind of good stuff. And and I'm sorry if you hear my dog like trotting around in this because this is like a this is like a raw version, like a uh whatever you want to call it, because this is done so 
close to when I need to release it. So you may hear my dog walking around. My apologies. Anyway, so I've got the cabin fever. You know, I'm I'm on Twitter probably more these past couple, like week and a half, two weeks, because um, I'm at home. So I ended up writing more things, um, saying more. And I wrote just one night, um, a couple of nights ago, wrote this silly tweet um, about how much I despise people who follow to get a follow and then unfollow. So like that happens on Instagram a lot. Happens on Instagram, Twitter, and I'm sure other places, but Instagram really happens, at least to me. And from what I've talked to other people, it happens to them too. Well, they get this like rush of followers or people that follow, comment and follow, but it's all bullshit comments and not like they follow hoping you'll follow them and then they unfollow. So when you go to their account, they may have like 20,000 followers, 40,000 followers, and they follow only like 500 people or something like that or less. Um, and one of the things, and maybe this is an insult to myself, but when I see that sometimes, I'm like, you know, I doubt I'm in that 500 group or less. I doubt I am so special to you that you are following me when you have 20, 40, 30, whatever amount of thousand followers. So fuck you, because I highly doubt you actually are trying to follow me. I think you want my follow and you're going to unfollow. And I think that's what you've done with your 20, 30, 40,000 followers that you've had. You have followed, gotten them to follow you, and then you unfollowed. And to me, that is fucking bullshit. And it's a scam. And it's a prick thing to do. It's a really dick thing to do. Um, it's very selfish. Now I know Instagram is self-absorbed, selfish kind of in it, in and of itself, but that in terms of getting an audience to me is like all you're telling an audience from the get go is that I'm full of shit. I just want your admiration. I'm not giving you mine. And not only that, it's no, it's no, I don't follow every single person that follows me. Yeah, I don't have an issue. If you look at somebody's account or whatever and you think, um, that's not a follow I'm interested in, fine. But I'm talking about the people who seek you out to follow you just as a bait. Anyway, it's one of those things that gets on my nerves. So I just did a silly tweet where I said, one more time for the people in the back. The follow and then unfollow method as a way to get yourself more followers is fuck boy and fuck girl shit. Thank you for your time. That was what I said. It was just like a joke thing based off my little pet peeve of people doing that. I've bitched about it before. Maybe I've bitched about it on the podcast. I'm not sure. Um, but I just did it. A bunch of people liked it, commented on it, you know, whatever. So anyway, this man that I don't know that didn't have a Twitter picture that I have never met tweeted at me and said, curve your F-bombs because minors are reading your content or your shit. I mean, or he didn't say shit, obviously, because uh, he was probably against cussing. But he said they're reading your content or whatever. So I, as anyone that knows me, knows once you hear that, oh shit, like that's not a good thing to say to Katie. And it wasn't, and I'm sorry, by the way, that my cold is coming through on here some, but I, it was that or not record one. So I guess that's up to y'all if you if this is good enough. Um, so I gave a five part answer. Number one, I said, people don't have to follow me if my language bothers them. Two, my bio literally says, first line, foul mouthed optimist. Three, it's not my responsibility 
to watch my online language for minors, I don't ask them to follow me. Four, nothing I do is targeted towards minors. And five, no fucking way. He didn't take too kindly to that, said I lost him as a follower. I said I'll probably manage. Then he, for whatever reason, <laughs> I don't know if it was just confusion, but he refollowed me. And so just to prevent his virginal eyes from seeing my curse words on his timeline anymore or the, all the children, all these Twitter children that I've never seen, to prevent all of them from seeing the word fuck on their timeline, I blocked him just so it didn't have to worry about it anymore, right? So people were commenting, and for, I will say this. The majority of people in my audience, because they're my audience, were very supportive of of me saying that and saying, hey, you do you, don't let them censor you, you know, things like that. And kind of, you know, I appreciated that a lot. Of course, I guess I can admit, I got slightly petty for a second. And I said, I'm going to tell a kid if they have an issue with me, they can take it up with their mom. And I'll pass the phone to their mom. Yeah, I know, I know. It's a little, it's a little lowbrow for me to make that joke, but I, I, I'm sorry, I couldn't help it. Um, so anyway, then another man who didn't see that, that I also don't know, that didn't follow me, that I've never met, tweeted at me, "Are we supposed to be impressed by your language?" Or just was looking to see if your content was worth a follow. Dot dot dot. Not all caps. That dude, that motherfucker hit me with a not in 2019, and I kind of. I mean, I did. I laughed out loud when I read it. I was like, oh, shit, this dude tried to knot in 2019 and not even in a joking way. I for real thought he was burning me with that knot. Um, so I, I did get a laugh out of it. I'm not I don't think that's what he meant by it, but I got a laugh out of it. There's those two tweets. And if it was just those two isolated tweets, fine, whatever. I wouldn't have gone all into this on this podcast. But I have gotten plenty of messages, comments, tweets little sort of passive ways that men talk about my language, like chast- like chastise me about my language, do wrist slapping type of things where it's like bad, don't say that, don't do that. Um, and whether it's some of them, like I've had some that'll say it like, oh, see, now you got through that whole thing. You didn't have to say a curse word. And I'm like, you know what, motherfucker? I bet you're not looking to your other grown ass male friend and saying that to them, saying, see, you didn't have to say the F word. Bullshit, you ain't doing that. You're saying it because I'm a woman. So anyway, then another guy will say, it makes you look not classy. You're not classy if you're cursing as a woman. It's unladylike. It's not, um, it's all these things, right? It's this and that. I understand some people are offended by cursing. I understand men and women are both offended by cursing. I understand religious people are super offended by cursing, even though I have heard some of the most religious people be some of the most racist and homophobic people I have ever met. Let me preface that I I am not saying they all are. I know some that are, and it didn't seem to dawn on them that it was odd that they had to fan themselves if they heard the word fuck, but that they could say a racial or gay slur that was cool, right? God God was cool with that. Um, never mind that my use of my word is in a context of something totally different than what theirs is and that theirs is fueled by hate and mine is not. Um, and mine is not name calling most of the time. And, I, you know, I, I just, I've experienced that a lot and it's always men and it's always done in a 
kind of disciplinary sort of bad, don't say that type of thing. And I'll notice on Twitter, online, on on more than just Twitter, that men will comment to women about language and curse words that they say that I, again, that I know they would never say to another male online. Like just, you know, they're not going to say, oh, look at that language, missy. You ain't saying that shit to a dude, okay? So um, it just really started to bother me. I also had some people that try to give it as a warning. And I know as if if I hopefully gain more of an audience here, I'm grateful that the listeners I have, but if I continue to grow my audience, I know this is going to happen more, but I get warnings about, you know, that it's going to limit my audience or brands aren't going to want to work with me because I say the word fuck, you know, things like that. Um, and I, here's, here's the deal. I realize my use of colorful words, and some of you, if you follow me on Twitter, you probably heard a lot of this that I've already said, but I'm going to say it again. I realize my use of colorful words limits my audience, and that's exactly what I fucking want. I am not for the masses. I'm not for everyone. I've never been for everyone. My own mother told me when I was little, at least about me and her, and I think I've said this on the podcast before, Katie, people usually love us or hate us, and that's just the way it is. Now, say what you will about that. That's fine. Maybe some people just think I'm okay and they're just like, yeah, you're not great and you're not the worst, whatever. Um, But I'm not for everyone. I I feel like I'm for the, on Twitter, I said I'm for the badasses. Um, And I said, especially for the ones that like my podcast, basketball, wrestling, or my life ramblings on here. The rest can move along. And that is how I feel. But there was a time where I did worry a lot about that. Um, Even if I was cursing, like even if I was, it's funny, I know I'm giving you an origin story as to why I cuss. I, but it's weirdly important in my life, uh, so I hope you'll listen to it. I didn't curse um, as a kid. I wasn't allowed to curse. My parents never uh, cussed. I'm, I'm going to say cursed, cussed, whatever. I'm going to mix them up. Um, they hardly ever cursed in front of me. I remember the specific times that they cursed in front of me because that's how limited amount of times they ever cursed in front of me. I can tell you one story real quick right now about my mother who definitely hardly ever cursed, at least around me. She may have done it other times, but my dad was kind of a little obsessive about worrying about things sometimes. And so every morning when she was getting ready to take me to school, my brother had um, his old Saturn or whatever that he drove. He had started driving and he would park it in the driveway and park it a little bit back so that she could kind of like veer, I'm like making motions like y'all can see me, but so that she could back out of the garage um, and have room and he could still park on the driveway. And my dad would warn my mom every morning, Tripp's car's back there, my older brother's car was back there, don't hit it, don't run into it. And she (laughs) would say, I know, I know. And then as it went on, the longer that he had warned her, with every day, the more annoyed she got with it, um, and was like, I know, I know, he always says something about it, I know, I know, I'm not, not stupid, blah, blah, blah. Well, one day, he had done that, and we were in a massive hurry, I'm sure it was my fault, I'm sure I was running late, and I guess, you know, my poor mom, and I'm, I'm a teenager at this point, or early teens, um, and looking back, I feel like that I can notice things I probably didn't then, which was that she was clearly stressed that morning. Who knows how annoying I had been to her or my other brothers had been, my my younger brother or my older brother had been to her. 
or my dad, but she was not in a great mood and just needed to hurry up and get me to school. So she throws it in reverse and she kind of, she didn't floor it, but she goes a little faster probably than she usually does. Smack runs into the front of my brother's used Saturn. My mother screams out, damn it. And then I instinctively, because I never hear her curse, said, ooh, like that. Because one, I said, ooh, because she cursed. And ooh, because she hit Tripp's car, my older brother's car, after my dad had warned her a thousand times day after day and that she had gotten so mad about. These things are all hitting her, I'm sure. She doesn't want to hear a 13, 14-year-old going ooh at her. And I am shocked that she didn't slap my face, but she did turn to me and say, and you're not going to say shit about it either. And so then it was two curse words. And I think I was terrified because of the way she said it. I'm probably saying it not near as intense as she said it, because I can't stop laughing now thinking about it. It wasn't funny at the time, but it has been funny uh, in thinking back on it. And Basically, she was saying I wasn't going to tell my dad that she ran into the car and I wasn't going to tell my dad or anybody else that she cursed. A couple of times I remember my dad, my dad was a little more, my dad came from a different background than my mom. He was a little more willing to say choice words every once in a while in the right company, um, usually not in front of me or my brothers. But, you know, some of his family stories or things may involve things with, you know, words, nothing super vulgar or anything. Uh, so yeah, I didn't curse as a kid. I wasn't allowed to even say, oh my God, or anything like that. And I didn't really curse as a teen. Anyone that knew me as a teenager, shout out to, I at least know one person that listens to this that knew me as a teenager. Um, and they know, they can vouch for me that I did not, I was not somebody who was like, had the mouth of a sailor. I wasn't cursing, walking around being like, what's the fuck up? And all this stuff. Um, I definitely was a very good, uh, I was a very good high schooler. I was a very good teenager, all things considering. I mean, I'm sure I was a super smart ass and, you know, an asshole, but I wasn't getting into trouble. Um, I wasn't doing drugs. I wasn't drinking. I wasn't doing any of that stuff. And honest to God, I was probably too mature on certain things. Looking back, I'm like, I should have just like, let my hair down some and I didn't but whatever um and I didn't curse I didn't cuss curse cuss whatever then fast forward to my 20s and I started sprinkling in some curse words every once in a while and but my mid-20s when I started to really experience stress from I had a business that was going down that wasn't gonna that was stressing me out I was working all the time that and then my mom was diagnosed with Alzheimer's things kept happening to me. Um, I had at some point gotten really frustrated. And I think I just said, I don't give a fuck or something, something like that. And y'all, it felt so cathartic. Like it felt therapeutic when I, like it felt so like a release, um, and not in a safe release, right? Not cutting, not doing any of these other things. This is like a safe release. I screamed the word fuck. Um, and I got this sort of, yes, feeling out of it because it felt like I'm somebody who I like to be in control and I tend to, or at least until the last few years, hold back and was very kind of, um, 
always too afraid to upset people or to say the wrong thing that offends them, to cuss in front of them, to do these things, you know, or whatever. And I yelled it out and I enjoyed it. And I was like, you know, I think I've earned in my stressful state the chance to say this word a couple of times when I feel the need for it. Um, And that's kind of how it started happening. I don't, like, walk around, you know, in public, be like, fuck, yeah, fuck, you're, like, screaming into Whole Foods, fuck, 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 you know, I'm not doing that, um, but uh, just a sidebar of that, in, in, or in professional settings, at least the best I can, I mean, unless you consider, I guess this podcast is quote-unquote professional, lol, um, but it, it's one of those things where I, it transferred kind of from that, like, stress relief to it feeling freeing, because growing up, it was so, um, being in such a conservative background and feeling like I couldn't necessarily always be myself, not because my parents didn't let me be myself, but the environment that I was in was definitely not cool with letting me be myself. Um, if yourself was not what they wanted you to be, that wasn't cool. So I learned to be what I was told to be by different people, um, by that environment. So, uh, okay. That environment was church and school. Okay. So I won't, it was not my parents. I just really, my parents actually did not do this to me. So this like, oh, it sounds like weird to be like, my parents didn't fuck me up, but they, they really did not Not much. Um, and so I learned what that was that those people wanted. And that is what I became. And because also I am, the ironic part of it is I am a rebellious person. I have this spirit that's rebellious. I don't act on it very much. Um, and I never acted on it as a teen, except that I rebelled to teen behavior. So I rebelled against doing all the stupid teen shit because I was like, that's stupid. I'm going to do something different. That worked out for my parents because I stayed out of trouble. But I also had to kind of be what these people I felt wanted me to be. Um, and that's kind of on me, I guess, but I was also, no, it's not, you know what? It's not on me. I was a kid. I was a teen. It's not on me. I'll take, I'll take the, I'll take the fall for the things when I'm an adult. It wasn't on me then. Um, and so I kind of would, you know, fall in line and, um, things like that. And so when I became an adult and then all this stressful stuff happened and I started to free myself from a lot of the ideas and the feelings that I had, in the past. Um, and it felt so freeing because for so long I felt like I couldn't be me. I couldn't reveal even the silliest things like that I cursed or that, you know, uh, small things to most people. I couldn't be that. I couldn't be who I wanted to be. Um, and so then the power of the word fuck or the power of the word shit or the power of the word motherfucker or asshole, all those things, man, as a woman who felt suppressed as a teen, it felt amazing. Um, and it felt kind of like this weird female empowerment shit where it's like, you know, why, why are the rules different from me than you, Mr. Person with a penis? (laughs) Why are the rules for what I'm allowed to say different for you? guess what? I realized they're fucking not. If somebody wants to think I'm quote unquote, not a lady for cursing 
or that I'm, you know, upsetting church elders, you know, fan your face, whatever you want to say. Um, it's total bullshit. It's constructed by men to make women feel less than, and I won't put up with it. Um, and so, yeah, it became kind of this movement for me and became part of my podcast because of that very fucking reason, because I looked around and I thought, you know, there, there are women that do podcasts, obviously that curse and cuss, curse, cuss, they curse, cuss. You like that? Um, and I'm not acting like I'm so new and like cutting edge because I'm a woman that says the word fuck. Um, but I just looked around and I did notice with the women that I did like listen to their stuff or read their things and they were willing to curse and say things they wanted to say. I did notice they had been warned in their businesses or in their whatever um, not to do it. And they always said they were warned by men and more than men were than their mutuals were their, their You know, if they if they knew a male friend, they weren't warned as much. And so um, it kind of became this rebellious thing for me where I was like, you know, I'm a grown woman. It's one thing. I'm not I'm not going to go, you know, telling 12-year-olds to go say the word fuck, but I'm I'm a grown-ass woman. And I wasn't going to take that idea anymore that it devalued me in some way less than a like more than it does a man when I use a certain word. Um and again, these aren't slur words in the sense of the word that some that are quote-unquote not true cuss words are actually in my opinion more offensive racist shit homophobic shit that kind of shit um and it's funny how some of the very people who warn me not to say fuck are racist homophobic assholes and they don't doesn't seem to dawn on them you know doesn't seem to dawn on them that they're clean language that they're still hateful um, and that's really what matters in my opinion is what your message is. And somebody can say I'm tarnishing my message, but I feel like as a woman, I'm empowering my fucking message and I don't mind anymore. I used to mind though, y'all. I used to care. It, it I didn't care. I cared. I didn't want to shame my family. I didn't want to, um, embarrass anyone by me being, you know, foul mouthed or whatever. Um, and I let older conservative people like fucking Facebookers, you know, I'd say, I'm not going to say that because, you know, my mom's friend of a friend that went to this church is going to be like, oh, you're better than this, you know, to say that word. So I would censor myself and I didn't say things I wanted to say and I couldn't be as passionate as I wanted to be. And it started to really fucking piss me off because I started thinking, you know, why why do they get to tell me what I'm allowed to say? Why do they get to say what like I'm not forcing them to read what I say. I'm not forcing them to listen to me. I'm not going to their house writing the word fuck on a piece of computer paper and putting it in their window. Um it's it's one of those things I just really started thinking about and I guess I for a while I was like, you know, it's a respect thing and they're old. So I shouldn't say this on my Facebook or this cause they're going to be upset. And then one day I was like, you know what? These motherfuckers, a lot of them are hateful as shit and I don't respect them. Um, and why, like, am I worried about this? Like, these are not progressive people like this. I know the people that I admire, 
they don't have a problem with it. And so it was kind of there between that and then also just like dealing with losing my parents and all of that kind of stuff and realizing that like my life is my life. If I want to say words and do things that you don't approve of, that's my choice. If it's I I accept the consequences of what that is. Um and it really started to make me realize, okay, I'm going to have some haters. I'm going to have some people that don't like this, but I've got to be me. So I'm going to name my podcast what I want to name it. I'm going to say what I want to say in my podcast, and I'm just going to let the chips fall where they may. My life is mine to control. In fact, it's the only life I can control. And their life, your life, is yours and theirs to control. It's not for you to control me. And guess what I've learned in therapy? It's not for me to control you. Um, And so in different ways. Um, So those kind of things just kind of freed me up to thinking, you know, so fucking what if the lady clenches her pearls because of something I say? Because you know what? I know my message is right. I know my heart is in the right place. I know I'm a good person, and I know that my use of the language is usually not at all in this immoral way, if most of you probably know what I mean by that. And it's not viciously name-calling most of the time. Now, granted, with sports, I may say, hey, bitch, or something. (laughs) Not in public, but, you know, online, something, or fuck you. But in general, I'm not in real life like a mean-spirited person. It's just one of those things where something about it, just like being public with the fact that I curse and doing all that. And it's such a small thing, guys. And I know to some of you, this is like so little, but I feel like it it's kind of explains kind of my personality and gives you all a little more background about me um, that it was so freeing that I was like, yes, this is this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And it has helped my message. It has helped my audience. In fact, after the situation happened on Twitter where people were, you know, chiming in and saying things about my cursing, all that, I actually gained more followers. So I realized at this point that I'm not for everyone. That's okay. And that for the people I'm for, I am for y'all. So shout out to you motherfuckers because you people obviously like this style of uh, delivery. I like delivering it this way. So I think we make the perfect fucking match, don't you? I think so too. So I just want to close this out by saying this. Do one thing this week that's freeing as fuck to you. Something that isn't necessarily wrong, like immoral, like truly something. Don't go fucking, you know, rob a bank or do some shit like that. (laughs) But go do something that is freeing to you Do something that you have been held back from because of the gasps, because of what people will think, because of the looks or the what they're going to tell your parents or whatever. Do something like that. Now, granted, keep in mind your occupation. Keep in mind where you work and what they read. So that is one other thing I'll say. Disclaimer, I am my own boss currently. So that is also true that I can say more publicly than some other people. But in terms of your actual life, do something. What I mean, there's it's weird. We all have these like even small things sometimes that we don't do that we want to do because of somebody else um, or say or whatever. And so I want to encourage you to do that this week. 
and feel the empowerment and the freedom of finally saying or being just a little more of who you truly are, I swear it's going to change you. If you pick the right thing and you do something that frees you, that you have wanted to do, whether that is tell somebody, you know what, I'm done, you're not in charge of me, I'm done having you tell me what to do, or policing what I say, or policing where I go, things like that. If you stand up for yourself this week, tell somebody or just make a decision that you are going to do something that is more of who you are, and you are going to say, fuck the naysayers, and fuck the people who are against it, because I know me, I know my heart is in the right place, and I know this is who I am. Again, it doesn't have to mean that you go out your door and scream out the word fuck. Um, It's probably not cursing for most people, Um, but it's just something that has made me more me, and not because I just need to say the F word all the time or cuss all the time. It's made me more me because it's reminded me I'm in charge. I always ask y'all who's in charge here. I'm in charge. You're in charge. And it feels great when you make decisions based off what you want. And maybe some people do that. So many of us don't. And especially if you were raised in a really strict background, you definitely have an issue sometimes as you become an adult trying to let go and be who you are because you're just so intense. Like you're so worried about upsetting people and people thinking you're not a good enough person that you are constantly anxious over what you're saying and doing because of the judgment of somebody else. It's not that you don't think or say those things. It's just what they'll say about it. And that is the stupidest reason. It's the biggest reason a lot of us don't do anything. It's the biggest reason we don't say and do things is because of what somebody else will think or say about it. It's also one of the dumbest reasons that we don't do or say things. So I want to encourage you to do that this week. And I am going to keep doing me. You keep doing fucking you. And they can fuck all the way off. This is Katie Forbes, and I hope you have been motivated as fuck on this Monday or whatever day it is. Cause we're so uninspired, so sick and tired of all the hatred you harbor. So you say it's not okay to be gay. Well, I think you're just evil. You're just some racist who can't tie my laces. Your point of view is medieval. So hey.